listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 16th of February 2022 from the SBS newsroom. Later, house prices may actually not fall as much as first thought. We'll tell you why. Economists at the ANZ think there might be a softer landing for the housing market and maybe not so much of an impact on the economy given the rising interest rate environment. But first to the share market and a bit of a focus on lithium. The ASX200 up 1.1%, 7,284. The best performer was lithium producer Liontown, up 18% following a supply deal with Tesla. James Gerrish, the portfolio, portfolio manager at Shore and Partners and author of Market Matters, I spoke with him and I first asked him, though, about what drove the share market. Yeah, there's a lot going on, Ricardo. There's no doubt about that. I think it's up, obviously, because we've had some um, easing of uh, issues between Russia and Ukraine, uh, I guess, to a small degree. Um, we've had the US markets up overnight. And we've also had Australia's third largest company, CSL, uh, report some strong earnings or stronger than the market expected today. And that stock is trading sort of 7% higher at time of recording. Uh, the biggest mover, though, on the 200 today is a company called Liontown Resources. It signed a supply deal with Tesla to provide lithium. So what's your take on this space, given so many stocks in lithium have had a pretty solid run up in 2021? Yeah, they have. I mean, if you think if you think longer term, this space has got huge upside potential. There's a there's a large energy transition um, happening at the moment. We're moving from more, um, you know, from from fossil fuels to more, uh, you know, more um, uh, environmentally friendly energy sources. Uh, battery power, uh, which involves uh, lithium, is very much centre to that. So as this energy transition takes hold these lithium producers are in a pretty good spot to take advantage of it. And I think the important thing today is around Tesla um, and the, the deal that they've done. Tesla are very much focused on um, how this lithium is sourced, how it's produced, and it's not just after the sort of the cheapest, um, most cost-effective source of production. So, look, I think there's a big future there. Um, stocks are priced for it, um, but there's a big future, no doubt. And how significant a player is Australia in the global lithium market and what does the future look like? Yeah, I think the future is, is, is very bright, particularly for Australia. I mean, Australia is producing, Australia is producing, is the number one producer, I should say, of lithium at the moment. It's about second in terms of reserves. So uh, Chile is the, the, the largest reserve base in lithium. But as I said, tying into the comments around um, you know, cu customers like Tesla really caring about the, you know, the, the environmental side of lithium, the social side, uh, the governance side of that, and also the traceability of how they um, bring product into their, um, into their um, uh, you know, production space is really key. So Australia is front and centre of that. So it, it, it's a major player in the space globally. Okay, you mentioned briefly CSL earlier, profit reporting season rolls on. Any others catch your attention? Yeah, CSL was was good relative 
um, to market expectations. I think, you know, if I think um, uh, generally on the market today, we've got some smaller players reporting results. So um, EML Payments, which is a company that's been um, hurt in the last 12 months, has had a um, pretty difficult uh, update today. It was down early, but it's rallied into the close. So um, that's an interesting one on um, really low, coming up from low levels. Um, there's um, CSL is obviously the dominant one on the market today that I think has you know, been the real driver of what was what's played out in the market. Oil is now trading at an eight-year high. It's approaching 100 US. What's going on here and what are the implications? So the short-term drivers are obviously what's happening in Ukraine and Russia, given Russia is a major supply of oil. But if you think a little bit longer term, and the genesis of the recent rally in oil comes down to the energy transition I spoke of earlier. So when you've got a, a movement um, sort of away from more traditional energy sources, there's less money going into the the ground in those sources. So but this energy transition is going to take time. So we're seeing a, a period where supply is um, not ramping up as much as it poten- potentially should, meeting with higher demand as the, the, the globe comes out of this um, pandemic and prices rise. And I think that's the, the biggest story. So it's all about the energy transition and a lack of new investment going into the space. Finally, we get the jobs uh, report out tomorrow. I think Comsex expecting a, a near 14 low of 14 year low of 4%. It'll likely guide the RBA as to when the first interest rate rise in this cycle will be, but rates are obviously rising globally. So how will this all impact the way you invest? Yeah, unemployment, the market is expecting 4.2% unemployment. Some economists like Comsec are a little bit more uh, bullish than that. It's a really key thing from an investment standpoint. If you if you think about interest rates going up, that has influences on many sectors of the Australian economy. From a stock perspective, these high valuation growth stocks tend to tend to struggle. Um, the more cyclically orientated uh, companies tend to perform better. So, in the environment of rising rates, commodities typically do better. Uh, it's supportive of banks. Banks have been under pressure because of um, you know weakness in margins. So, low interest rates. Uh, have, in, uh, have a negative impact on bank margins. So higher interest rates are actually a positive tailwind for the banking space. So it's not all doom and gloom. As long as interest rates don't uh, ratchet up uh, faster than the market's anticipating, the market's already factoring in four interest rate hikes this year. The RBA is saying that's not going to happen. Economists are sort of predicting half of that. So right now the market is really really bullish on rates. Um, you know, in, in, in my view, it probably won't turn out to be that case. So, um, you know, the market's already positioned for higher rates. So I don't think this is going to come as a huge surprise um, in, you know, with the unemployment rate tomorrow unless it's a, it's a large outlier of a number. James Garish there from Shore and Partners. He's also an author of Market Matters. From the share market, let's go to the housing market. And ANZ has revised its forecast for housing prices from a 6% gain this year up to 8%. But then it expects house prices nationally to fall instead of 3.5% by 6%. However, the bank doesn't expect it will hit the economy as strongly as some people have expected. And of the capitals, it says that Brisbane will outperform prices up by 16% this year and then down by 3% in 2023, but that's less than the other capitals. So for more, I spoke earlier with ANZ senior economist Felicity Emmett. Well, what we're forecasting is that house prices will continue to rise through 2022 and then fall about 6% in 2023. 
Now, if we're right with our forecast, that 6% will follow a 30% increase between October 2020 and December 2022. Now, when seen in that sort of context, I think 6% is a pretty soft landing. And that's really because higher rates are going to be offset by some of the stronger fundamentals in the broader economy. Okay, so what are some of those broader fundamentals? Because we seem to have this perception that interest rates are invariably linked to house price growth. Mm. No, absolutely. I mean, interest rates will, will weigh on the housing market. It will mean people can borrow less with the same sort of income. So it does have a negative effect. But we have to keep in mind that we know that unemployment is low and already falling. Wages are set to rise. Households are extraordinarily cashed up post the pandemic and really willing to spend. And also we have the borders reopening this year and that will bring in migrants. And that's part of part of something that's been missing really for the last few years. But what about the issue of affordability? Because those still wanting to get into the market will still have to pay these stronger prices and can household afford rising interest rates? Mm. Look, I think affordability is going to continue to be an issue, particularly deposit affordability for people who aren't in the market yet. But I think when we look at people who are in the market and whether they can afford their mortgage at these higher rates, I think that we can see that they probably can. When we look at how much they're going to pay in interest servicing costs, that's only going to rise under our interest rate scenario back up to a little bit below where it was prior to COVID. So we know that they afforded it then, so I don't think that's going to be a problem looking ahead. And finally, given that, plus the fact that there will be around a million Australians who haven't experienced an interest rate rise um, over the past 10 years, and this expectation that prices will fall 6% in 2023 nationally, will it have an impact on the economy, especially when it comes to construction and more importantly, I guess, consumer spending? Yeah. No, I think this is what's really important um, about the outlook. I mean, there is a lot of uncertainty given your point that we haven't seen a rate rise for more than 10 years. But I, I think that the economy is in a really good position to manage higher interest rates, given those factors that I talked about, that, that households are really cashed up, unemployment's heading much lower, um, wages are rising, and we've got that impetus coming from new migrants. So I think that the fundamentals are really pretty strong and that it's unlikely that we're going to see a significant impact on the real economy from the the 6% fall in house prices that we're forecasting. Felicity Emmett there from ANZ. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. Content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.